Welcome back to another episode of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. It's National Championship Week. I'm Craig Hanley, along with Gary Reasons down in Texas, and he's hosting the big party this week, Gary. Can you believe we made it to Championship Week? And Happy New Year, Gary. Well, Happy New Year, Craig, and Happy New Year, everyone. And boy, it's been a fun season. It's been a great season. Uh, looking forward to having everybody come down my way because, you know, just about 15 miles to, to my west is Frisco, Texas, and the site of the FCS National Championship game. And basically just down the street uh, on Saturday night, we're going to have a party because we're going to have our FCS National Award show that goes on that evening. And we're going to have a lot of stars in Texas right there for us. But uh, this is National Championship Week here in Frisco, and it's been a fun week to get started. And we're looking forward to uh, hosting everybody to come down here. And uh, I know we're going to have a great crowd. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Gary, I hope you're providing the barbecue for everybody because <laughs> we're all looking forward to it. Wow, Gary, I don't know where the season has gone. Uh, you know, this is our 23rd episode of FCS Delivered this year. Uh, Seth Biley and Graham uh, Bell are our producers. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, our YouTube channel, you just search for FCS Delivered and you can watch along as, as Gary and I to discuss the FCS. Uh, and this is quite the matchup, Gary. Uh, it's Sunday, of course, January 7th. It's a 2 p.m. Eastern kickoff on ABC. The number one seeded South Dakota State Jackrabbits, 14-0. Of course, they're the uh, defending national championships. They have the right matchup here because number two, Montana Grizzlies, they're 13-1 and one out of the big sky. It's some game. I mean, Montana's a 12, 13-point underdog, but boy, they are just on a roll and, and seem to have a little karma here with winning late. So this is some matchup. It's the eighth title appearance for, for Montana. Uh, they won titles in 95 and, and 2001. Bobby Hauk is in the championship game as their coach for the fourth time. South Dakota State, not only are they the defending champs, but they're the, this is the third time in four years they've been in the uh, the game, uh, you know, 28 game winning streak. What are you thinking of this matchup from, from off the top of your head, Gary? Well, first of all, I'd like to congratulate most of our voters because we got it right. But number one, number two, uh, get in there because our, our stats perform top 25 poll. These two have been up there at the top all season long. And it, and it, and it just shows you that you know, these two teams from the very start of the season really have had one thing in mind. That's getting to this week. And congratulations to both teams of, of making the, uh, the, the FCS playoffs and taking their run through there and now getting into the FCS National Championship game. So I think you're. I think that the, this is a, a heavyweight matchup, Craig. There's no doubt about that. There's two teams that are very poised, very, very, uh, I'll call them a professional type uh, teams because they're very structured. They're very organized. They know who they are. Their identities are, are true. They are who they are. They're going to play like who they play and how they've done this all season long. You know, you take uh, Montana, you've got a, a team that is, I think, very resilient. They have found ways to win ball games late. They've been able to uh, overcome some a little bit of adversity. Uh, and, and South Dakota State, they have played at the top. And when you're at the top of the, of the pack, everybody is shooting at you every single week. And they've taken on all comers. And guess what? They've, uh, they've turned away everybody pretty handily. So South Dakota State and Montana is the game to watch. This is a great one, and we'll, let's dive into it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, South Dakota State's going for a big piece of history here. I mean, they've won 28 straight games, as we mentioned. That's the third longest streak in, in FCS history. You know, back-to-back -back titles just separate you from 
just winning one and then finishing the runner-up the next year. I tell you what, this is a team, the Jackrabbits, who just stay focused, Gary. No matter what opponent, they keep beating all these top 25 teams along the way. In fact, nine this year. I, you know, I, I I have to say something. Their experience to going to Frisco, uh, and, and last year they had that three-week buildup, and this week they, they have it again, you know, finishing a three-week buildup for this season. Does that matter? Because Montana's not used to it. Now, I think Bobby Houck said a great thing, the Montana coach, was he'd been there three times before, and they played on a Friday or Saturday, and then they'd go to Chattanooga and just fly out right away after a couple practices and play on the following Friday night. Since it's been to Frisco, you have the buildup, and this time, you know, it's three weeks. He prefers that with the preparation. I don't think it's just talk. I think he really prefers that. But do the Jackrabbits have a, an advantage being used to the three-game uh, layoff? Three-week layoff. Well, the entire team, more than likely, it seems that it's going to be that uh, South Dakota State has walked into the building. They know where the stadium is. They know all the different nuances about that environment. And really, coaches love to have places to where their players are familiar because they can play at a higher speed. They don't have to worry about, you know, different different things around them, the the, the the infrastructure, how everything, where, where are the locker rooms, all, all of that stuff. And so that familiarity is good. It's positive. But guess what? It's just like any other football field. They're 100 yards long and 40, 52 yards wide, and, you know, they're all the same. So that's what it comes down to. You're going to play within the lines, and, and you're going to win or lose this football game. But having familiarity of it and having a structure that you do every single week which is what most coaches want to get to. They want to be able to be precise in meeting times and how, how they're, they're doing meals and all the different things that come, come to play with a, with a team either on the road or at home. Both teams are essentially on the road here in Frisco and preparing, but their game week preparation, I think they would probably try to figure out how can we do this as much as we do it at home and how we, how we give our players time off and all those different things to give a, uh, to give everyone a, a best chance to, to win. So I think both coaches were probably are going to be very pleased with how they have prepared and come to Frisco. And I think that is now in the rearview mirror. You know, we're, we're here uh, game week, and this is, this is definitely right on time. So this is where they prepare mostly for the game ahead. You know, the, the couple of weeks, the two or three weeks lead up before this game week, this is now where you're going to put the icing on the cake. These are the fine-tuning of the different little things of what you've got in your game plan, and that's what's happening right now as we speak. So that's going to happen this coming weekend, and it's going to be a chance for both these teams to just flip on the switch, and hopefully it's all, it's all good and good to go. Well, as you say that, Gary, I mean, I think of you being a, you know, a two-time Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants and your NFL career. You've been on both sides of it, where you've been on the favorite team, you've been on the underdog team. Should Montana be the loose team here because they are, you know, a double-digit underdog? And, and does that, you know, put pressure on South, South Dakota State? Almost the Grizzlies kind of making, turning into a tight game and making South Dakota State the team that's playing not to lose. Well, I, I tell you what Coach Houck has probably told his his players and his coaches they don't expect us to win. They don't expect us. They really didn't expect us to be here. They didn't expect us to, to really be as good as we have turned out to be as a football team. 
But you know what? We're here. We're here. Why don't we just show them one more time just how good we are? He's trying to put that chip right here, that chip that they want to knock off and they need to get that off off their shoulder. And that's kind of how they'll how they'll play. I think they'll try to, you know, try to find a way to get some momentum in this football game. And that's what it's going to take. I think that that Montana, when you start looking at them and how they're going to go against South Dakota State and that great defense that they have, I think this is a game where the big plays, the chunk plays, somehow you've got to have a, a way to get that momentum on your side. And the earlier you can get that momentum on your side, you're going to get the crowd into it. You're going to get the environment in it. And either, and it's really good. It's the same thing for both teams. That's when you're going to just kind of then put your, your team on automatic and just do what you've done all season long, and that's execute. Yeah, and, you know, in saying that, you, you obviously do have to execute. Over this break, do you actually, from a game standpoint, add in a new play, a new wrinkle that the other team hasn't seen? Can, can you get that done and feel confident that you're going to execute with something new maybe the other team hasn't seen? Uh, I would expect that in all three phases, each team has got a couple of new wrinkles that they're going to deploy. Uh, special teams, obviously, are ways that you can make big plays, chunk plays. You can something happen there. And basically defending special teams plays, you need to make sure that you're, you're checking all the boxes and making sure that you can defend the special teams plays. Offensively, you're looking for ways to make big plays, explosive plays, or you've got to gain a player or two advantage and just you're trying to pick up short yardage. You know, we're trying to find a little bit of bits of nuances. Both these teams are well coached because so they're not going to have a, a, these open gaping holes that you can exploit and take advantage of. So that's what goes into this. And yes, you're trying to have a little bit of an advantage. So they have scoured the tape, which that, that means is they have looked at this tape over and over and they're trying to find, you know, if, if a player puts his hand on his knee as an offensive lineman in, in, in 80% of the run plays, then that possibly is that he's going to be, it's going to be a run play instead of putting it on his thigh. Does that make sense? You, if you just watch the tape that closely, you're going to find these little nuggets that give you a little bit of a faster chance to excel and, and to succeed potentially defensively if you see something like that. And it's kind of a clue, a clue of what may be coming. But, uh, you know, there's not many of those, I don't think, between these two teams. But you're just trying to get familiar with your opponent more than anything. And you'll have, you, they've had enough time to do that here over the last three-plus weeks to be able to, uh, to look at each other. And they're going to know each other pretty well because most te both teams are, are, are prime. They're, they're healthy. They're ready to go. And uh, it's just going to be a fun matchup on Saturday. Excuse me, on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, Gary, I love the point you make about you really do have to sell it, from, especially from an offensive standpoint. I mean, if, if you're just a wide receiver that's sort of just lazy about lining up or, or going in motion, or I, I tell you, it makes a difference because it does, you know, tip off the defense, uh, you know, the way you sell it. Now, you mentioned the South Dakota State defense, Gary. I mean, Number one in scoring defense, total defense. You look at all these NCAA categories, they're right there, top five, top ten. You know, they're led by their linebackers. They seem to have taken it to another level here in the playoffs, two shutouts. Um, maybe getting Adam Bach back at linebacker with all their great linebackers really took him to another level. He, he had been injured earlier this year. But how, how do you get it done? I mean, obviously, Montana has, you know, tr tremendous skills, positions, uh, players, we, we know Eli Gilman and uh, at running back, Junior Bergen and the wide receivers. But what does Clifton McDowell have to do to solve this just unbelievable defense that South Dakota State has had? Well, Clifton McDowell has to have confidence 
and leading this football team from the offensive quarterback position. So there's no doubt about that. He's got to walk the line of scrimmage. He has to know exactly what he's seeing, and he has to execute. He's going to put them in a run-pass opportunity every single play. They're going to put it on his shoulders, and he's going to have to go out there and execute, and he's going to get them in the right play in the right situation because, as you talked about, South Dakota uh, State is – a t- tremendous defense, allowing less than 10 points per game. It's hard to win football games against a defense that only allows just 10 points a game. Not, it's under 9.7. So it's pretty, pretty amazing what they're going up against here. But this is where this is where the kind of the rubber hits the road. I think that that Montana has an opportunity to make chunk plays, really big plays. And that's something that's, that's, that's pretty neat that's that, uh, going to have to happen here. I think that uh, Eli Gilman may have to have a big game out of the backfield. That run game is going to have to pick up in some way. You know, you mentioned a guy named Junior Bergen. He is electric when he gets the ball in his hands. He is a guy that can be a game changer. He can get those chunk plays, those big yardage plays. I think it's going to take some of those in this game for Montana to have that type of success to have against South Dakota State to move that move the ball against the defense, I do not think that that uh, that Montana is just going to line up and run their offense and run power at this defense and and, and pick up first downs. That's not going to happen. They're going to have to find ways to be creative to get an advantage, whether it's one one man or a half a man around the edge in a, in a, a run scheme or just a simple blocking scheme. And then in the pass game, you're going to have to find angles and ways to get the ball out quickly and get those five to seven yards. That may be a chunk play against uh, South Dakota State. Five to seven yards is a chunk play against South Dakota State because you're not going to get those 12 to 15 yards consistently down the field. You're going to settle for those five to seven yards and move the sticks within two plays instead of getting to a third down. That's the formula for, I see it as as Montana to get a potential uh, way to move that ball down the field here against the the Jackrabbits. And and let's look at it the other way. I mean, South Dakota State has all this NFL talent on offense they they it just phenomenal amount for an fcs program they've come to you know in the playoffs to really rely on isaiah davis their, their tremendous running back uh who will be playing on sundays uh next year uh in addition to the sunday this year on the championship game but let me ask you this last seven playoff games going back to last year all their playoff games he's had over 100 yards he's done it 12 out of 15 times in his playoff career are they relying too much on him? Is that a way for Montana's defense to have an edge against Mark Granowski, uh, the quarterback uh, of the Jackrabbits, and, and just sort of get them out of the rhythm if Isaiah Davis, who they've really come to rely on, isn't having a big day? Well, here's what it's going to come down to, Craig. It's not as much Isaiah Davis as it is that offensive line. That offensive line for South Dakota State has been superlative all year long. They have set the table. They understand what blocking is. When they open camp every single year, they line up and they do blocking 101. And what that means is this is how we block this play when we go to this front or this other front. And essentially they know it backwards and forwards. So Isaiah Davis, excuse me, is relying on that those offensive linemen to be consistent in their blocking be consistent in what they do, and then he's going to adjust to what he sees. And that's what—that's the, the great thing of a, of, a, of a running back 
who understands what the capabilities and the skills are of his offensive linemen straight ahead of him. And so that's what gives them the ability to run the football consistently. And that's who they are. They're, they're a powerful team. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball just as well. But I think that this that's the kind of what sets up South Dakota State and gives them that identity of, hey, I don't care what you do defensively. We know what our assignments are, and we're going to – take that to you, you've just got to stop us. And I think that's what they're going to roll out there. Yeah. And, you know, Gary, you add in Zach Hines, you know, the Jackrabbits tight end. He, he's like 6'7", 260. I mean, that just adds to that offensive line, which is, you know, so great with, with O'Brien, uh, Greenfield, uh, Mark Mason McCormick, you know, what they have there. But I tell you, I, I I don't know, you know, an undersized, not, it's not undersized Montana, but they don't have the size of the, uh, the defense has the size of uh, off uh, South Dakota State's offensive line. How did they, you know, out of a 3-3-5 base alignment, how did they get to Mark Ranowski, their, uh, the Montana defense? Well, that 3-3-5, it's an odd front. So what you're talking about is you have a nose tackle, and there's there's a good one here. There is a good player at, at nose in this football game for the Grizz. And so Alex Gubner is going to have to have the game of his life. He has to be the one who, A, wrecks the run game, and B, puts the, the center back in the pocket of the quarterback in passing situations. So Alex Gubner, I think, is the key to that Grizz defense to be able to slow down South Dakota State when you got when when they put that offense out there. If you can just neutralize and gain a small advantage at the nose guard position, that allows you as a three-three defense or even a three-four style of defense to be able to understand what you're going to do. So. Governor has to have have a big game, I think, inside to have any control. Pushing that center and those guards back, whichever ones he's matched up against, you have to think that if he can get a little, little push there, at least hold his own and really take up a couple of blockers, it's going to help the other guys to make plays. So I think the governor has to have a great uh, a great game and the other defensive linemen just as well. They, they are going to be the ones. And then let the linebackers and secondary flow to the football. So... It all starts right in the middle, and that's what that defense is going to be built on. Sure. You mentioned Junior Bergen earlier. Wow. Uh, with special teams, he scored three return touchdowns, uh, two on punts, one on a kickoff. And in the last two wins uh, for Montana, do, do, do you have to not get, you know, do you have to punt away from him, or, or you just, you know, do what you've done all year? I mean, what, how do you handle that? Well, I don't think you're going to have uh, uh, issues with weather. Uh, it may be a little bit windy here. I don't, not not too windy, but it may be a light rain or mist. Uh, I'm just I've been looking at the forecast here in North Texas, and so I don't think you're going to have too much issue of weather. So, with that being said, yes, you can uh, kick right, left in the punt game, and don't punt it specifically right down the middle of the field. And when you do punt to the, to the side, you're allowing your coverage team to make a more of an angle and be able to cover more, more, more so really one side of the field instead of kicking the ball, punting the ball right down the middle of the field where he has a two-way go when things go and the team's going to run a right, left return, different different types of, of, of returns. So that kind of plays in the, you know, the opportunity here. When you do punt the football to Bergen and you know that you're punting it to an explosive player, if you have the field position to be able to just kind of punt it directionally right or left 
and allow your team to cover. I think that gives them the best formula to succeed. But I do think that Junior Bergen is an exceptional player who gives them that that big burst capability. And uh, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna possibly be a chance to you know make a big play for his team. Yeah, and South Dakota State. I mean, from their special teams, from coverage to return to kicking, just really off the charts as well. So that you know that that's a big part of this game, obviously. Well, Gary, we're going to take a quick break from FCS Delivered, and we'll be back to wrap up our championship game preview, maybe make a prediction of here how it's going to go down in Frisco. You're watching FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Rehearsals for the school play were really coming along. Bigger smile, Mr. Squirrel. Until a custodian accidentally threw away the costumes. Oh, no. Everyone was rattled. Miss Garrity forgot how to play. And the queen of the hedgehogs almost quit. Find a new queen. But replacement costumes were shipped with FedEx. And with added peace of mind from picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons, who is all ready for the FCS National Awards Banquet and also for the championship game, which we've been discussing here. Number one, South Dakota State is taking on number two, Montana. What a game this Sunday on ABC, 2 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, January 7th. Gary, I, I've been saying, I said it earlier, I think the key here, if, if we're going to see an upset, um, is, is Montana has to force South Dakota State to be looking at all that history, 28 straight wins, you know, going for back-to-back -back titles, and force them to play not to lose, really put them on their heels. Do you agree or do you say have another take here on the game? Well, somehow I think uh, that the Grizz have to uh, – force some things that could be positive for them, which means defensively, you know, can you get turnovers? Can you get big plays? Can you get, can you get some stops uh, against the Jackrabbits? You know, those are things that I look at as potential. You know, what can you do on your team to kind of wreck the apple cart of South Dakota State, make it uncomfortable for them? That's kind of what you're referring to, Craig, and take them out of their kind of the kind of their game plan and what their, what their mode is, mode of operation. And that's easier said than done because this is a very, very uh, well-coached football team. They've got a lot of talent at places and they've got a lot of experience. And when you have that, all that combination, you have the ability to overcome little bumps in the road. But, you know, I think that if there's, if there are things that go the way of the Grizz, be it turnovers, be it explosive plays, uh, they can have a chance in this football game, but they're going to need to have a lot of things go their way and they've got to play flawless football. They cannot make mistakes. They cannot give up any easy drives and any easy um, uh, big plays and, and scores uh, to the Jackrabbits because that's just going to be a formula for, for a, a poor, poor outcome. And so I think that this game really has to be, you know, one, basically, as I talked about up front, they've got to, they've got to be able to neutralize that offensive line from, from South Dakota State in some fashion and be able to play very aggressive defense, which is not easy to do against South Dakota State. Yeah, we mentioned it before. I mean, the Jackrabbits, they just, they can just keep the distractions away and just be, you know, focus on, on the task at hand. 
you know, they, they just seem to just steamroll through everybody. They're predicted to do that here. You know, they're a 12, 13 point favorite. I'm going to say Montana covers the point spread and, and keeps it a little close, takes it to the fourth quarter. I'm going to go like 27 20. The Jackrabbits go back to back under Jimmy Rogers here after winning last year under John Stiegelmeyer. That's my hope. I mean, I do think South Dakota State is, is a clear pick here to, to, to win it again. Are you going with the Jackrabbits? Because I know going into the year, you were thinking them, and you nailed it with, with Jimmy Rogers being uh, the Eddie Robinson Award winner. That was your preseason pick there. Yeah, I, I think that this is definitely a game that uh, South Dakota State is, is has been picked to win, and I think that they everything that I've seen, Craig, shows – us that they are on a course to be a back-to-back -back national champion. And I don't say that lightly because this is a game that can really go either way, depending upon different things. But I, I think that they are built for success. And I think that they're built for uh, a pretty good outing here against Montana. Uh, I think this is a game that is, is, is going to come down to several key possessions. And if uh, Montana, you know, keeps this thing within a one score game, uh, late in the game, they have a very resilient football team. They've overcome adversity throughout the, the playoffs and, and, and throughout the season. So they know how to, you know, kind of overcome those obstacles. South Dakota State has mostly played in front of, in, in most games all season long because of their of their, their talent and what they have done. So a little bit of different dynamics on, on that. But I think that uh, in the end, I'm, I'm picking South Dakota State uh, to win this one. And I actually like the score that you laid out there, 27-20, Craig. Somewhere in that ballpark, it's going to be a close ball game because uh, both of these two teams are, are well coached. They're prepared. They're going to score some points. And defense, defensively, I'm not sure which team is going to make the big play, that that turnover, that that caused fumble. But it's something that uh, if, those, if those mount up, uh, it could be there. And one last thing, Craig. What are going to be the hidden yards? The hidden yards are those in special teams and just basically turning around uh, each possession. Who's going to win extra yardage on the field? Because offensively, it's hard to drive the ball to get South Dakota State, number one defense. Montana's got a very, very good defense themselves. That's, that's, they're, they're, they're not shabby. So how do you gain field position? So special teams, punting the ball, flipping the field, that is key in this type of a game because I see – Defensive stops here, getting both teams off the field uh, in this one. And they're not just going to drive the ball consistently on either team down the field all day long. That's just not going to happen. This is going to be closer than most, most people think, but I, I like the score of 27-20 with the Jackrabbits on top. Yeah, we just want to see a great game, and, and, and hopefully we will see that this Sunday, Gary. Well, that brings an end to our championship preview of of uh, the, the 46th FCS national title game. Uh, it's the 14th time in, in Frisco, Texas, which is also a record now. Chattanooga, Tennessee had hosted 13 championships. I, I Definitely looking forward to it, Gary. I really appreciate hearing your your uh, thoughts on this game from, from your background and, and just it's gonna hopefully be a great game. We will see you at the barbecue, of course. So bring that good weather like you talk about, Gary. Well, that brings an end to FCS Delivered. We appreciate all that FedEx Ground does for us, Stats Perform. Uh, you can see all our coverage on theanalyst.com. Plenty of previews to look at. Thank you, Seth Biley and Graham Bell, our producers. We will see you in Frisco, Texas. Thank you for tuning in to FCS Delivered.
when someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next, for residential delivery only. Do you like what you're hearing on FCS Delivered today? For more national FCS coverage, please go to theanalyst.com throughout the week. We're the home for the FCS Top 25 Media Poll and the weekly and season-ending FCS National Awards, presented by FedEx Ground. We also take you across FCS Nation with stories, predictions, and an inside look. The FCS coverage can be found at theanalyst.com.